Dior Talks. The Femme case uh, for me is about changing the way we present women in fashion. More like a subject, not uh, as an object. The women are represented in many different ways, uh, not only one way. That is very important for me. It's also what I try to make with my work in Dior. There are many elements in the female case. If you don't already know her name, you might recognize her distinct aesthetic. She is the woman behind Dior's nature-inspired spring-summer 2020 women's wear campaign. Brigitte Nedermeyer has more than 25 years experience as a photographer in fashion, and as well as shooting campaigns for Dior, has worked for some of the major names in the industry, as well as exhibiting her work in galleries and museums all over the world. Today, I'm going to be finding out more about her work and ideas and what exactly she thinks about being a woman in photography today. I'm Charlotte Janssen. I'm a journalist and the author of Girl on Girl, a book exploring photography in the age of the female gaze. You're listening to the second episode of Dior Talks on the female gaze. Hi, Brigitte. I'm really glad to be here with you virtually today. Can you tell me how this lockdown period has been for you? Where are we talking to you right now? I'm sitting, I'm sitting in my uh, house in uh, Meran, that's um, mm-hmm. in South Tyrol, that's near to Austria and Switzerland. It's the border to Italy. It's the northest border of Italy. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's a place full of mountains and a beautiful sky and no airplanes on the sky. <laughs> wow. Let's say that's, that's yeah, unique. That's, that's different, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's been beautiful actually. I've, I've yeah. really enjoyed the looking at those um, photographic aerial views of um, you know the the effect of of all yeah. this on the climate. You know, yeah, the better all those colours and it's incredible. Absolutely. Um, why did you choose photography in the end? Because I know you started um, out being interested in painting, which is a very slow meditative process and the surroundings that you um, describe, you know, where you live sound kind of like the ideal surroundings for a painter with the light and the, you know, the changing um, kind of shadows on the mountain, Mm. which I know come into your photographic practice, but why did you choose that medium over painting in the end? What do you kind of like about it or what in the end sort of won, won over painting? Yeah, in the end, I thought I need uh, a part of a reality because photography you can't do if you don't have a base of something real. Even if you do a still life, you need something what is real. You have to build something before you shoot it. And uh, in uh, in painting, in the end, you you don't need a model or you don't need to build something in front of you, you can do the painting out of, of your feelings without any uh, objects in front of you. And I thought for me, in the end, I, f- I found it more interesting to go into photography because, first of all, I found it a new, a new uh, technique because photography is not so old as we always think because now we're using photography every day, but... Photography has a history of 200 years. Painting has a history since human are corresponding or talking to each other. So in the end, the drawing is more near 
to the practice of a, of a person. But for me, photography is a new technology in the end. It's something what is what, what human being didn't experience yet so much. And this is what is challenged me all the time, you know, because I think uh, if you need to to uh, get in contact with, with, with the outside of your world, you can't stay only alone inside of your studio and creating. So I like this touching part. Mm-hmm. It's more complicated, and I think I like this complication, this this real human complication. Your images are incredibly tactile. I mean, you do work in a very painterly or sculptural way. Um, you know, you, you work with different materials, mm. and you know, you can really feel the texture and the movement in your in your images. Um, can you talk a little bit about your process and how it kind of all begins for you? Do you kind of start with references like how do you approach it from you know from day one well it's it's not easy to say let's say i'm very much influenced by um obviously by all what in painting happened in the last uh, 2000 5000 years hey, that's a lot of references <laughs> yes 5000 years you know when you think about egypt and then you go up on the greek and then you come to the roman and then to the renaissance so for me all this is my painting part i put my eyes on that almost every day so i look into paintings i really look a lot into paintings and then i always think how could i put this in a modern way you know we are living today in a modern way maybe we are not modern as human being but we are modern in the way how we put things together and uh, photography for this is a modern object or a modern instrument to 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 try to get in contact with other human beings sometimes i try to say i i don't want to see what i already saw so i want to transform it sometimes it's possible sometimes it's not possible but i like to shoot something where i think i'm the first one who's who's doing this i i do have different methods but what i normally do always when i have an idea I do a drawing, a rough draw, or I do a collage mm-hmm. but to remember also what was my idea at that moment, at that time. So I use this kind of techniques to put it together because the way I work is very slow. So it's more a construction, you know, working four by five inch. It's a very slow way. Yeah. You can't get the camera and shoot. I think for people that don't know, you know, don't understand the, you know, what a four by five inch camera is, maybe we can talk about that what what is this camera what does it can you describe kind of what it looks like it's quite a cumbersome piece of equipment isn't it um how does it work if we think about photography everybody has this idea about a man under a blanket i think this is something what everybody saw in a movie or wherever so that's the way how it works i'm still under the blanket and i'm still looking to an image without a mirror inside so it's meaning when i look at the image Mm -hmm. i see completely everything upside down And I like it because, again, because it's difficult. So I think there is this kind of of, of force you have to put into that you really want to see something. It's not that you do an iPhone picture and you see right away what's on it. First of all, you see it. You don't see it really clearly. And then uh, you have to, um, let's say, stay under this blanket, put the focus, 
concentrate yourself. It's more, sometimes I say it's a yoga, it's an exercise, you know, it's a real exercise to do. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to take the decision where you put your focus, you know. Today, nobody's thinking about anywhere where to put the focus, but in 4 by 5 it's very important where you put the focus. And yeah, and then you, and then once it's closed, when once you put the chassis inside of the camera, you don't see anything. So if the person in front of you is moving, then the, fo- the picture will be out of focus. So it's very important that you have a total confidence with the person in front of you. So it's a kind of a mysterious thing. It's a, it's a more, and um, you have to believe in photography in the end. And you don't, you can't control because in the end, once it's done, you have to feel it. I now, I feel when I have the picture, I know if the face was good. Yeah, I mean, that's a really interesting way of describing what you do and how you work and your practice, because, you know, it's not just about a single gaze, you know, the gaze of the photographer, um, as we've traditionally, you know, um, known it. It's really about multiple gazes on yeah. on, on what you're photographing. Um, when it comes to shooting other women, do you think that makes a difference, the fact that you're a woman and also that you work with this special equipment that I guess both of those things are a relative rarity in the fashion world? I had lately, I shot also the last at your campaign was right now out with Jennifer Lawrence. For me, it's very normal, you know, to work with this camera and sometimes I totally forget that people are not used to see a camera like this but she was like quite interested in how this works and how do I see and she was also interested in this Polaroid where her head was cut off you know and (laughs) it was quite (laughs) curious that she was so interested you know and then um, I tried you know to show her what I'm shooting and she was like I love it you know I love this way how you're doing it sure a lot more experience working with other photographers let's say this is the way how people normally look at my camera when they are the first time in front of it. You know, I explain them how it works, what they can do, what they can't do. And, uh, and yeah, they're getting into that, in that, you know, they go into my world and that's, um, and they respect the world they're going into it because each photographer, I think, has his own world. Photography is such an intimate encounter with someone, you know, you're really looking at someone, you're studying them up close um, and that person is vulnerable when, when you're photographing them. So I do feel that, you know, there must be something in that. There's a, there's some kind of energy that is, and, um, I guess, exchanged that is different. Uh, and I think also that's very important that women are looking to women because normally women are looking against women. And this is something what I don't like at all because I, I always try to involve women in my total process since the beginning because I thought, because I thought it's very important that we have the opportunity or we give the opportunity also to other women to express themselves because it's such a long time in history that we didn't have the opportunity to express ourselves in a creative in a creative way maybe only in writing but not in uh, taking or making image making so i think it's a very important moment that women are taking taking this seriously and they're trying to give also something to other women and not being against the women because the women are still used to think about women against women and not women with women right that's fascinating actually i'd never thought of using the whole photo graphic process in that way to kind of get past this um I guess yeah 
female competitiveness that is you know very deeply entrenched it's an important part of capitalism yeah. in the end you know all of the um products and you know especially in the fashion world um and fashion photography mm-hmm. is based on mm-hmm. that creating this aspirational image that makes everyone else feel bad that no one else can attain so that that's really interesting that you, you you're using your whole process to do that not just the final image mm-hmm. itself i know that you very early on you said that um you're only going to work, for example, with female assistants. Is that still the case? And is that part of that kind of ideology that you had? Yes. I always try to get women involved in my process, set designers, uh, um, different artists. I don't care about who or for what, but I really, really like this idea of this cooperation between me and other women. Sometimes, obviously, it's not possible because sometimes maybe uh, you don't, it's not, you don't have the opportunity to work. But if I can, I do. If I have the opportunity, I mean, since the beginning, I have women assistant and now I'm working more than 25 years. So I have already a whole generation of, uh, of photographer who came out of this, you know, of this process, because if you give opportunity to women, women will give again opportunity to other women. And it's very important not to be, not to be jealous, but to be a giving person, you know, when you, because me i learned but i i when i went into this fashion photography or in photography and then later on into fashion photography i uh, there was only uh, the there were there there didn't exist any women photographer at that time i mean in italy okay in italy we still don't have a lot of women photographers we still have like maybe you can count them on one on one hand you know so you don't we didn't i didn't have a lot of uh, possibilities to be inspired by another woman you know but i was thinking okay maybe we are the first generation you know who can bring this into it you know and but i was for for a long 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 time always the only woman in the agencies in the photographer agencies maybe for 20 yeah. years the only woman and now yeah. I'm so happy, you know, that there are so many other ones are coming up, you know, and they didn't have to go maybe to New York or to Paris or to London to create their career. Maybe they come up also from a little, from a smaller countries and they got into, to have this opportunity to shoot or they come up from a different field, more from the artistic side, and then they go into the fashion. And I mean, you've worked with some really incredible women yourself um one of them being of course maria grazia and i was wondering you know what your relationship was like because you've worked quite extensively with her it's not just been one commission that you've done for dior um you mentioned the you know the campaign for this year for spring summer but i know that you've worked on previous um things together and i mean how closely do your visions sort of align what's your relationship like how much do you kind of um discuss ideas back and forth around this um, idea of women as well? Um, First of all, Maria Grazia is a fantastic woman. I really do love her. And what is very special on her, I think, is that she thinks it in the same way, or I think in the same way that she is thinking. So it was quite easy, you know, to communicate with her. And then we speak the same language, Italian. That helps a lot, you know, to be in confidence with another woman. And she is the one who has this same idea what I 
have to give back, you know, to give back to women, to give back and to try to change this behavior, you know, behavior. I mean, to, you know, to try to, to um, stimulate that part of women working with women and not trying to be against women, but with women. And I think we have to learn this. I, I don't think that comes naturally. And, um, and if women are not forcing other women to change this uh, way of doing or way of thinking, then nothing will change. We have to change it. And, I'm a, and I think Maria Grazia, she's exactly doing this since she arrived to Dior. And Mia was completely, totally happy when she arrived because I thought finally it was, I mean, it was a big move from the company itself, you know, to, to engage with the women. It was already, you know, but I think the society on one side was also ready to accept something like this or to, to say, let's yeah. say, let's try it. And then in the end, she pushed really the borders. I mean, she really uh, engaged mm. this women for women, helping other women in crossover in different countries and this is something what I always thought it should be yeah and it was the right time I think for her to yeah exactly like you said to come in to the company and 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 it wasn't obvious that you know she had to push this um yes this I guess um pro-women um agenda but she she really has done that and I think you know we all have lives obviously beyond our work um but this is a place that we all come together and like you're saying to work it's not only about what you project through the images or through her design but what effect does that then have in society, you know, in, in, in terms of the reality that we're, we're experiencing, because we, we come up against the same obstacles as women and the same treatment when we're out in the world. Um, and so the, there has to be, I guess, a greater purpose. And I think that's something you've spoken about a lot with your work, that needs to be something beyond just the photograph or the image that we kind of look mm-hmm. at something and we experience something that's, it's, it's more profound, more enduring. I try also, you know, because Maria Grazia is uh, some kind, uh, she has a political aspect aspect in her work. And I always tried also this to push in my work, this political aspect, you know, to say, okay, we have an opinion. We are not only there, you know, to execute the work and that she has this power, you know, to push this really and to that all these people came with her together. It was not, I think it was not easy for her. And, but you can feel this when you talk to her. And this, I think is something, what I have in common with her, you know, I always try to survive in this business somehow, you know, all with everything, what I had against it, because you have a lot of, um, uh, you know, you, you, you need a long breath, you can't think by today or by tomorrow. You have to think about, you know, a longer, a longer way of seeing and waiting for your opportunity. And I was waiting somehow. I, I didn't know, but I can say I was waiting for an opportunity to meet other women who are thinking in the same way than I have been thinking since a long time. So when all this came together, I was like really surprised that there are other people who have been thinking in this way and not people like not uh, important people who can change 
who can change, who can, who have the opportunity maybe to change. We don't know if this can change because tomorrow morning it could be again completely the same as before. Huh? We are not, we are only, I'm always saying we're only at the beginning of this changement. And let's see yeah. if we can still go on with it, you know, because it needs, it needs nothing for changing. Huh? Again, back to the old, uh, to the old ways. And, uh, uh, only if the societies are right running well uh women until now had this opportunity you know yeah like you say there are you know feminism um and women in, you know exists in very different um contexts in very different cultures and you know our concerns are not necessarily all the same but i think you know talking specifically about europe today or western society i think there is a consensus that things really do need to change in a fundamental way and like you mentioning about um you know, the the way that homes are structured still, that is very traditional, you know, when you actually look at it and you look at the way governments treat um, treat those things as well in terms of pay gaps, in terms yeah. of, you know, support for women who have children, it's still obviously the old model is still still there. But I think this is exactly why photography and visual culture is so important because even if things are not yet where they should be and they haven't changed that much, um, the visual culture can give us this this idea you know this impression or it can it can imagine something that's not there a kind of a future a different way of seeing things a different way of doing things i'm always saying the eyes of a man are transforming the body of a woman yeah and it's depending how they look to this woman. So for me, that's really important yeah. that women are looking to women and also the clothing are done by women because in the end, the women are the consumers. But uh, so you have to create images. That's true, that they make women more stronger, more comfortable, that you don't show them lying on a bed with a, on a bed with, a, I don't know, with some flowers, you know, then it's a completely different message what you're giving. But if you show a woman standing, Mm -hmm. in front of a camera and being like proud of herself that's changing the vision of a lot of other women maybe unconsciously not by conscious it's it's still a fragile this relationship between the between all these eyes you know because these eyes are still looking and these eyes of the men are still demanding and still asking the same things you know so it's very important how women are mm -hmm. educating men and how women are educating women for the future so we we have to create new models, new rules, you know, from this living together. But it's not easy because we have to see how yeah. all this, his Instagram and all these different bodies and vision are influencing our younger society. Let's see, let's see. Because it's not enough, it's one society, one campaign, one campaign, you know, you have to do this again and again and again, you know. I mean, with Maria Grazia, we shot now yeah. four campaigns, one after, after the other one, you know. We have been trying to create, let's say, a, 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 a unique body of work. And I hope, maybe, I hope that something helped to change in the society, but I don't, I don't think that... It has to be done over years, you know, and it has to be like a really, really deep work and other society and other companies yeah. have to follow this example. One of the things I think that's so radical about your fashion um, photography work particularly is that you very rarely show a full frontal 
um, shot of a woman. So, you know, we're used to seeing, you know, an, an outfit um, or a look on a model in entirety. And, you know, them they're sort of classical poses that we all um, know mm. about. Um, with you, you kind of give us bodies that are obscured or abstracted sometimes we don't see a face um, at all sometimes we just see one eye like I love the kind of playfulness but also the very um, purposeful way that you've used eyes in the in the current um, spring summer 2020 campaign for Dior um, and you make these kind of juxtapositions and that are quite subtle sometimes you, you know you present these these diptychs two images side by side that kind of have these loose associations maybe that just makes us think about what we're looking at slightly differently um and you holding back certain things that also I think makes us realize you know what are we demanding from an image you know why do we want something to look a certain way why do we want to see what this person looks like and and what effect does that have you know if we can't see um their full body then we have to start to look at other elements and details and I find that so interesting in your work is that something that you're very conscious about um, doing, you know, creating this almost, it's almost an uncomfortable feeling when you look at your work that we are <laughs> trying to consume something and we're almost being denied that straight sort of consumption, you know? Yeah, it's uh, because I, wor- I work in a kind of way um, of the taking off. The less is better. I always look the space, the space I leave in an image. I don't look what is full, but what is empty on the space. And this is maybe, and this creates this kind of fullness and emptiness on the both sides. So if you have a headshot, you have the space left is less, but on a, the other shot, the space is a lot more around the figure. So it has to balance out these both spaces what are not full. It's a, it's a kind of, um, because I don't look what I, what is the object, but what the object, what remains around the object. This creates, let's say, this kind of, this kind of not good feeling sometimes, you know, but this is also to capture your attention because then you look at it and then maybe you see the, yeah, and I think it is quite, for me, I read it in quite a political way as well, that we're kind of, you know, we're not allowed to see the, the whole woman's body. We're not allowed to see everything or we're, we're experiencing bodies in a different way. We're con- consuming them in a different way. And there's, there's this making us aware of what we're doing, you know, making us conscious of the act of looking and what it means to consume that or objectify a, a woman's body in that way. And that's what I find so kind of intelligent, I guess, about your work. Yeah, because then you have the possibility also to concentrate, you know, on the part of it. You know, if you show a whole body, then it's very difficult that I can uh, focus your attention to a single piece. If I cut it in different pieces, then I capture, I can capture a lot more your attention and you are more conscious about what you're, or maybe you could be more conscious about what you're looking at it. But if I give you the whole, the whole body, it's very, very difficult. You know, it's even, it's also difficult for me to understand what is a whole body because there are so many aspects I can't see. So, 
or I can't, I can't define. Mm. So for me, it's very important to do these cuttings, you know, to, to focus on a certain detail. I love details, you know, because on the details, you see something you never, you don't see. And it's, it's for me, it's more interesting, you know, to see a glove or to see a shoe or to see something. Because you have always also to imagine that, for example, in fashion, all these details, all these bags and all these shoes, the people they put a lot of attention because to create like a fantastic bag yeah. it's hours of working so the craftsmanship you know the person who is cutting the who is cutting or who is putting like the uh, the bag together the stitching you know each stitch has to be perfect so more closer you go more you define also the object and more you give value also to the work of the people who did that object you know and i think this is also something to to give to the people you know because it's a communication worldwide so everybody has to understand you it's not that you cannot do something what only european are standing and the south american or the Chinese, they don't get it, you know. So it's very important, I think, to make a language and to make an understanding on the precise object what you're shooting because it's a way how you give also the attention to the single object and you give also the importance to that. Yeah, and I think that's something that photography actually allows us to do is to, to have this prolonged look at something and to notice details and notice things that we actually don't see in reality you know um there are things we see in a photograph that we would never see if we were looking at those um objects or that person in reality i think i just have one more final question this is a question you know as you know this this series is about the female gaze is there a one particular photographer that you that you like that you admire or or, are inspired by I really like Anne Leibovitz, I have to say. She was the only one who I've looked at it uh, for a long time. Uh, when I came across to photography, of course, she was one of the first I looked at it. And then later on, it was Brigitte Lancôme. I remember very well the series, what she did with uh, Juliette Pinoche in black and white. I remember I bought a, a Paris photo or something like, or, Paris, or Photo Italia. I don't remember. And I remember these images. And yes, maybe these two women, of course, they are older than me. And I looked at them. I think that's very important that women are talking to other women photographers. This is what I told also to Brigitte, you know, it's very important that we talk to each other, you know, and that we see how this society goes on with women photography. Brigitte, thank you so much. Um, you've been so generous with your answers and I love listening to your, to your ideas and your thoughts and I, I really enjoy your work. So thank you very thank much. Thank you so much. Yes. You. Thank you. It was a pleasure for me. 